All right, get everyone. Tom here from the Internal Comms team. Again, back for episode four of the Robcast. So first up, g'day Rob, how are you? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Very well, thanks. You have a good week? Excellent, thanks. Welcome, no my colleagues. Absolutely. And we've got two of them here with you, who are our two special guests today, our buying directors, Paul Harker, our director of Fresh Foods and Group Replenishment, and Peter McNamara, our director for Long Life Buying. Welcome to you both. Thanks, thanks Tom. Tom. And look, thanks you... for having us, Rob. Absolutely. And look... We like to ask this question of our special guests on this show. We know it's been a crazy time over the last eight weeks, but we want to ask both of you, are you okay? And also, what's the last eight weeks been like for you two personally in this whole crazy coronavirus epidemic? Well, I am okay. Obviously, everyone's been working really, really hard. Uh, I think I'm uh, one of the lucky people in the sense that I get to still come to the office. So I know from the support office point of view, a lot of team members are being asked to, to work from home which is really, really hard because often their partners are working from home and they've got kids and everything at home. So I think working from home isn't the luxury that most people uh, think it might be and I've been lucky enough to be able to work in the office. Fantastic, Pete. Yeah, Tom. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. I appreciate you asking. In all seriousness, I think um, uh, I think the last eight weeks have, have really tested a lot of us. I think a lot of the team feel very stretched, but whenever we talk about what it feels like for us, we put ourselves in the place of store teams, which have been under incredible pressure. So I think in here, a lot of us are very grateful to A, have a job and B, be part of a great cause um, and C, uh, feel a great degree of obligation to supporting the store teams, which have been doing a tremendous job in very difficult circumstances. Great. Thank you. Now, again, we put out the, the, uh, the call to the store teams during the week and they knew that the two of you were going to be on the podcast and obviously Rob. So I'm going to ask a few questions of you all now. And Rob, I'm going to start with you. Uh, would it be possible to discuss how decisions are made at the state level on how much stock gets allocated to individual stores? Yeah, I think um, I could answer that uh, one, Tom, but actually I would think it would, uh, Paul heads up replenishment. I think uh, Paul would probably be a better place than me to, uh, to give a definitive answer, if you don't mind, Paul. Yeah, absolutely, um, Rob. It isn't, it isn't uh, necessarily done at a state level. Uh, it's done with a national view of how much product uh, we have available. Um, it is often a, a, a tough decision. Historically, you would just use um, a store's sales performance relative to other uh, store's sales performance, if you like, to try and fair share the stock. But clearly, as we've gone through this challenge, what we've found is our normal uh, performance is disrupted. So we know for a fact that neighbourhood stores now are outperforming um, some of the more metro um, type stores and the like. And so we would have gone through our own learning curve, as in we would have been doing allocations based on the old way that we decide. But quickly the customer behaviours have changed and we've had to quickly pivot, which would have mean in the intervening period, potentially uh, we haven't got the stock out where the sales were actually happening because it was based on the past. Uh, we're very much anchored on what's happening in the future and monitoring those trends. Beautiful, thank you. And, and Peter, one for you. Uh, the team want to know, how is it decided which products are deleted from our shelves? As I've noticed, a lot of items I would regularly buy over the years have disappeared from my store's shelves. Um, if you see a lot of the products that you'd regularly buy disappear, we're probably not doing our job as well as we could or should. Um, increasingly, over the years, we've become a lot more sophisticated in using customer data to determine what products we do and don't carry. So uh, even though we can't identify any individual person, a lot of those people that scan their rewards card, we can suck that information back here centrally and understand who's buying what products, how frequently they're buying them. We also have a quite a good understanding of the substitutability. They buy one brand of pasta sauce this week, a different brand next week. Um, so increasingly we use a lot of our data to understand how our customers engaging with products. 
invariably as new products come to market, we don't have rubber walls, something else has to go. So, you know, very much a, a quintessential part of a buyer's responsibility is make those tough decisions about what stays and what goes. We don't always get it right. Um, however, increasingly uh, we are using data rather than just buyer intuition to make those decisions. Fantastic, thank you. And Paul, this one's from Angie in Cool and Gatter, and she says, um, Paul, I'm keen for an update about plans for the next Fresh Impressions event. And can you also do a weekly cooking show? Everything you make looks delicious. <laughs> um, I'll, do that, I'll do that in two parts. Um, as everyone will be aware, I actually think there's a video going out this week uh, to the team talking about what are our, what are our plans. And uh, in a nutshell, clearly in the current environment, we, we can't get together as we would have liked. We have, we're, we're persisting with our new line launch. So you've probably seen comms now around 4th of May. We've got our uh, winter reset in stores and there's some fantastic uh, new product ranges hitting our stores and actually we've been cooking them up with the team so there'll be a series of um, little videos going out each day talking about some of the new product ranges, cooking them up and talking about what uh, went behind the scenes to, to bring them to market. Uh, I know the, um, the ops team have got a wonderful training program that they've been building out for um, fresh, uh, the fresh departments and fresh managers. Currently the, the the buying team had a view of the things we wanted to share in Fresh Impressions. We're just going through that training material with ops to make sure that um, we can complement it um, from a buying point of view to make sure that there's some really rich material going out to stores in those formal training programs. And we're really going to try and amp up some of the more informal uh, and fun uh, things to convey information, knowledge, tips and stuff about products. Um, thank you for the compliment uh, on, on the food. Um, I have been challenged on it a couple of times and what I'll try and do in the next couple of weeks is maybe maybe cook a simple thing up that everyone uh, can do at home and we'll see what feedback we get on that as to whether I have a future career as a as a B-grade um, <laughs> chef. Yeah, I love that. Looking forward to that one. All right, Rob, a uh, question a bit more on the operational side of the business now. Are the new social distancing initiatives that we've rolled out recently, are they our new normal and are they here for good? That's a really good question, Joe. I think um, for the... We got social distancing pack five last week, so I think we'll keep trying to learn and uh, refresh and get better at it. The reality for all of us is we can't predict when this will, this will end. It's certainly going to be here for, with us for months to come, I'm sure. And what we will do is look evaluate each piece of the social distancing pack and uh, actually decide which bits um, we need to improve, which bits we want to keep, which bits we may want to change. But for the foreseeable future, we won't be changing anything. And I think customer behaviour is going to change for the long term, which says... Uh, the things like the sanitisation stations and stores with hand sanitizer, they're going to stay, they're going to become the norm. Uh, customers packing their own bags could be a norm, so that will change how we operate checkouts. I think we just got to keep listening and learning, listen to the customers, listen to our team and adapt and change. But for now, we've got no plans to change any of it. Great. Thanks, Rob. Uh, Peter, one for you. Uh, the question reads, uh, with a downturn in the economy, would Woolies be willing to become a price leader on some products to ensure we are supporting our customers through a really tough time? Yeah, that is a, a really good question, Tom, and it's a question we've actually been talking about quite a bit at a leadership level in here at uh, Support Office. Um, you're 100% right, there's a lot of Australian families that are under, uh, under a lot of pressure at the moment and will be under pressure for a fair while to come. Um, so we, we have an ambition of making sure that our pricing is competitive and as competitive as it can be. Uh, we also have to support a full-service supermarket and an online business um, and all the costs that come with that. So uh, we are looking at how we can try to maintain price stability. Um, as everyone should be aware, a lot of our promotions have come back on. We had a week or two there in mid-March. We had to pause a lot of promotions, just try to give the supply chain a break. Um, but progressively, week by week, uh, more and more specials are coming back in and uh, 
we commencing 29.4, uh, we will go back to a fully fledged hardcore uh, hard copy brochure. Um, so we are trying to offer customers great prices and great value across the store. However, there is the dynamic of uh, cost inflation coming at us. We had it prior to COVID-19 with the drought, which is almost coming to an end. Um, bushfires um, uh, caused some cost increases as well as floods. And now we've had COVID-19 and with that, the exchange rate has gone the wrong way for us um, on products that are imported. So combating all of that and trying to deliver great prices to our customers is a key responsibility of the buying team. And we're absolutely focused on trying to do everything you can to make sure customers pick Woolies first. Great. Thanks, Peter. And Paul, one for you. Uh, with the increase of vegan products available in other areas of the store, are there any plans to add dairy-free cheeses to the deli or maybe even a plant-based platter option? Uh, that's a really, really good question. We have seen the plant-based uh, range uh, lift in our stores and we have seen more customers looking for that product. We do have a, 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 a bunch of uh, plant-based um, cheeses available in, in the chilled aisle. Um, we don't have it behind the counter in the deli and we don't have it in platters yet, but that's certainly something in the right stores. As we see that trend uh, contribute, we can work out a plan about how we might be able to bring that offer to light in the stores where that will most resonate with customers. Brilliant. Thank you. Now, a question from Lucy from Barrel, just to finish things off uh, this afternoon. Recently, which new product or products have you personally been most excited to help get into our stores? Yeah, I'll have a crack at that one, Tom. Um, there's a couple of products that we've launched uh, since Christmas that I think our customers have really responded to, and, and personally, I've tried some of them. Um, I'll do them in order. The, the, the Toblerone ice cream that appeared, I think everyone saw that at the trade show, hit stores in January. That is delicious. Had one the other night, so personal favourite of mine. We also launched around back to school the Carmen's Misley Bars, the kids' bars, have been unbelievably um, successful for us. Um, so that's been a great product that really has satisfied a new need. And most recently, and probably the one I'm most excited about, um, is we are launching literally as we speak um, into the pasta section, the La Molisana pasta, which is an authentic Italian pasta. The Food Co team have helped us develop. I appreciate our pasta sections look pretty rough of late, but gradually as we get stock back on show, but there's a, a new range called La Molisana. It's in a beautifully packaged sort of um, cream and, and uh, turquoise coloured packaging uh, with a clear window on the front. It is a top quality pasta, uh, and I think our customers are going to love it. Fantastic. And Paul? I will vouch for that pasta. I have had the opportunity to, to taste it and I have been quite uh, critical of, uh, of some of our pasta over some time so I'll have to own it when the, uh, the Long Life Buying team do a great job of sourcing an amazing pasta. Uh, for my end, what I'm actually excited about is something that's about to come which we'll hear more of is we've got some tremendous winter um, products that I've had the fortune of working with the team on with Food Co and also the buying team and also cooking and tasting and you'll hear more about those over the next week or so because they'll be hitting your shelves um, week commencing for May. Fantastic and Rob do you have a special product or do you just want to close out for us? No I, I think there's some great innovation and great new products coming our range and uh, it's, I think what we got a weekly email which tells us the new products particularly the Food Co products uh, um, Paul refers to. I think the, the thing is I, I like to try most new, new lines and give them a go and uh, I think that that's what I encourage our team to do and um, those of you who've got team bunch it's a great opportunity to actually try some of the food core products but get in there and give them a go. The past that uh, Pete refers to you know I think our team being advocates of products is really important so the more we can do that the better. But I wanted to just add one thing I think that 
It's great to hear um, both Pete and Paul refer to the, 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 how the store teams are done, but I just want to call out the, the, the buying teams and the, and the replaying team for the great job they've done. The last eight weeks we've seen, as always, Woolworths pull together and, and uh, make sure we get things right for our customers and for each other. But the, some of the guys have, have worked, all, all of the guys have worked incredibly hard and incredibly long hours to make sure we get the right product to customers. And we sort some of the problems, uh, problems like past that. Uh, uh, Pete referred to to make sure we get other products to fill the gap. So, uh, big thank you to the commercial team and the replant team, and uh, just I'm sure the store teams would echo that. Tom, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps us up. Thank you so much to the three of you for being here. Appreciate your time, and we'll speak to you all soon. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.